Hi all, and welcome to the Northern Electric Vehicle Experience. I'm your host, Ron. I'd like to welcome you to the show. Also, we just got through Christmas. I hope you guys had a great Christmas, happy holidays, and a good happy new year to come. Over the holidays, I was bored, so I was surfing the net, the news articles, and checking out things EV. And I noticed an article from CBC News, that's Canadian, uh, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And it was in their science uh, segment by Mia Rabson of the Canadian Press. And it was posted December 21st. I won't read directly from this, but I'll take a few excerpts here and there. It generated 2,393 comments so far. Um, The premise of the article is Canada needs to build millions, not thousands of EV charging stations, industry group says. I'm going to pick this apart a little bit. Um, Yes, we do need millions. We do not need thousands. But we don't need them yet. We need them over the next... 10 to 15 years. And I don't mean we have none now and then we suddenly are going to have a whole pile. No, we need to continuously build this infrastructure out and we need to do it in a coordinated way. And this article goes into that. Uh, We are definitely not particularly coordinated about it. It is very haphazard. We have a climate change goal to meet federally, provincially, municipally, and in our individual lives. And the federal government just seems to be, I don't know, flailing around trying to to accomplish things, but not in as organized a fashion as I think is important. I do have some things to pick about this uh, particular article, so let's just sort of breeze through it a bit. Uh, First of all, it puts in there that an industry group representing some of Canada's biggest automakers says... Canada needs to be building millions of stations. While they're right, I have a bone to pick with the particular manufacturers. Uh, They're saying that these three main manufacturers, which are Ford, GM, and Stellantis, uh, are building out, oh, let's see, Canada, they're building out all kinds of Uh, new electric models. They're designing new ones. Apparently between the three of them, they're going to be spending a hundred billion dollars in electrification over the next few years. And this is apparently a very big deal. And we're supposed to take them seriously because they're spending a hundred billion dollars US over the next few years. Now, if you pay attention to the EV industry like I do, you would know that Volkswagen, one company itself, as an example, is spending so far $86 billion on electrification. That's not even counting the Dieselgate fiasco and the money they forked over for that, which ended up building out the uh, Electrify American, Electrify Canada um, charging networks. You are talking about hundred billion dollars, which to you and me sounds like a ton of money, but divided between three automakers uh, that represent a gigantic chunk of the world's automotive production, it is a drop in the bucket. We should be seeing at least a hundred and almost, let's say 200 billion uh, for them to at least be on par with Volkswagen. 
Like, come on, let's be real here. Um, these people are not serious. Uh, Ford, uh, and actually all three of them are building EVs. They're moving towards battery plant production. They're, they are progressing along, but they are nowhere near as far along as Volkswagen is or where they will be. They're certainly not uh, building EVs at scale. Stellantis is uh, in Europe, but not, they're not doing anything here. Um, they need to start importing some of those uh, those EVs over into the North American market, either convert them into um, like the, the technology into some Chrysler Dodge uh, models, Jeep models, or rebadge some of those foreign uh, models as um, as like Dodge or something here. Maybe bring back, uh, what was it, Plymouth was their brand at one time? And go and do something with that. Anyways, these people are, are citing some articles, a study published by Nature Energy, which I'm not going to go into because it's stupid. Um, okay, I'll go into it a little bit. Their Nature uh, Energy, journal Nature, Nature Energy, published last, last spring a study that said 20% of people who bought EVs um, decided to not buy them again when they were ready to replace it because they just were dissatisfied with the EVs or the charging infrastructure and all this stuff. If you actually read the study, you would know that the study goes back like 12, 13 years. And the people that are mostly choosing not to go back to EVs are the ones that bought them that long ago when the charging networks were completely half-baked and it were non-existent at all. And the cars themselves were kind of eh, so on. It wasn't until Tesla came along that it really, it really improved things dramatically. Uh, both in the charging network, they gave an example of what uh, a charging network should look like. And the cars themselves were both fun to drive, very capable and all that stuff. So the study's a little bit twisted. Um, without a doubt, uh, lack of chargers will impact people's uh, buying habits. They will either not buy an EV in the first place, or they might actually consider going away from EVs. And we don't want to have that happen. Once people have taken that plunge, they should stay there. I, for one, could never be driven back into a, an ICE vehicle. It's just, the, they're, they're night and day. It's, never mind the environment, the planet, blah, blah. They're just a a whole lot more fun to drive there. You know, the torque is great. The instant acceleration is great. Just the way they handle, the way they move, the, the lack of noise, um, uh, the longevity of the vehicles, the cost effectiveness of it is just that much better. But uh, the article is correct. We do need to build more chargers. We, in Canada, apparently... Um, if you look at what the U, what we're doing, we have about 15,000 uh, public charging stations, according to this article, and about another 2,000 are in various stages of construction. Um, and Natural Resources Canada has apparently $180 million in the existing budget to build 17,000 or so 
more in the next three years. Well, we need a lot more than 17,000 in the next three years. Oh, sorry. In the, yeah, in the next three years. We need probably a good 100,000 in the next three years. But we don't just need high-powered fast chargers. We need a lot of destination chargers. We need workplaces building out not onesies and twosies of chargers, but enough chargers to handle 20% of their workforce on any given day. Um, and then as that, and the ability to grow that so that their workers that live in apartments or condos or that kind of thing where they can't readily uh, hook up uh, their own charging infrastructure, they need to have options to charge at work. Now, that doesn't have to be free. Um, your employer can charge a reasonable uh, amount, but it should be a part of the natural setup of any office space, and it needs to be mandated. It has to start happening and rolling out and rolling out yesterday. Um, I think um, condos and apartment buildings, they're going to need to be incentivized uh, to put this uh, stuff in. It's a huge expense for, for a condo board and for an apartment uh, complex to put in EV charging infrastructure um, out of the gate. It's not like they just put in two or three. They have to put in potentially, you know, hundreds of chargers into a, in a building all at once. And that's a major outlay. They need to, at the very least, uh, pipe it out, put in the sockets and be ready to install chargers at need. Now that infrastructure is what I think the, the government needs to help with. They need to help, uh, building out additional electrical services and piping out these parking lots, uh, for charging stations so that as tenants and residents um, buy electric vehicles, they just need to go to the landlord or the property management company and say, yeah, I'm ready. I need my charger put in and they'll start being charged, you know, a dollar, two dollars an hour uh, to be plugged in or per session or however it's going to get sorted out. That charge cost does not have to be free. It should actually be uh, paid for and it should actually cost a reasonable amount of money to pay for the initial infrastructure. Uh, and it needs to be able to pay for the upkeep maintenance and later upgrading of that infrastructure so that those landlords can segregate those dollars and use it to keep the system up and running. If it is free, It'll never be maintained well, and we'll be running into the problem of having consistently poorly maintained equipment, and then people will not be satisfied. This is where the government can really help a lot. A, they can funnel some grant money into these projects to get them under underway, you know, maybe pick up a quarter of the cost. Uh, the other thing they could offer is through maybe CMHC or something like that, an interest-free loan that maybe the federal government picks up the cost of, of building out these uh, infrastructures, like building out the improved electrical room and service, piping out all the, the station locations, and then they will have that repaid 
as those chargers are then installed and a portion of that charging fee will be given to uh, pay off that that debt uh, over time. Make no mistake, there will be a debt there and that they, it should be repaid, but the government needs to do something to make it far easier for some uh, cash-strapped condo boards to, to set this up. Landlords, they have sources of uh, getting resources, but they may not have the will. If it is a zero-cost scenario to them, i.e. they just have to put in some supervision, uh, that would be good enough. Um, I'm sure you could set it up so that charging networks um, could access those loan dollars, uh, pipe out these parking garages, um, and set it up so that it's ready to go, and then say it's a $3 charge per hour of, of draw, and then, okay, that's a buck for the electricity or 60 cents for the electricity, another uh, buck for the infrastructure, and another buck for uh, for Revenue Canada to, to get repaid. Um, it won't take very long to actually pay that out, and people will be happy, they'll still be saving money, and the infrastructure will get built. Uh, but you do need to have something that's going to to make it a lot easier for for these companies to set up these rather expensive structures. Um, the fast charging networks. Now that's another story. The the fast charging networks. We don't need millions of those, but we do need hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them, and. If this was a year ago, I could say we really do need millions. But if you look at a vehicle like the EV6, EV5, no, Ionic 5, EV6 is the, uh, the Kia cousin. That vehicle will charge from about 10% to 80% in about 18 minutes on a appropriate 800 volt uh, charger. That is just a touch longer than it takes to go to the bathroom, pick up a coffee, and come back. Um, and that length of time, that 18 minutes, is a sweet spot. Um, if you can get a Hyundai Ionic to charge in 18 minutes to 80%, you are in the home run territory. That is a very sweet spot. Most people, okay, you could sit there for 18 minutes and charge. If you were going to fuel up with gas, it would take you about 12 to 14 minutes to do the same thing, roughly. People have done studies, and that is roughly what it takes. So 18 minutes, eh, not so bad. Um, with that short a charging window, you don't need to have hundreds of chargers to have people plugged into to charge up for 30, 40, 60, 80 minutes to charge up. You now, what would have taken you maybe four chargers to do, you can now do with one. So you need less chargers than you used to, but they need to work. We need to have regulations about mandatory uptime, how long to repair, that kind of thing. Uh, we need to have um, 
a good grid laid out, like this is where the government really has to step in. A, yeah, we need those loan dollars to make these things uh, viable. I mean, that long-term loan structure. Um, but we need the infrastructure, the, sorry, the regulations, the design. We need the government to pull all the different pieces in together uh, to build this network out. Power generation is going to be a big thing. Um, making sure the distribution is going to the right locations so that these chargers can be set up. And maybe they have to go to a scenario like it was when um, they do like airwave auctions and that kind of thing, you know, where there's a limited number of airwaves. So you get bandwidth auctions. And maybe that's what they need to do. They need to set up a situation where certain locations on a spider web across the country will be powered. They make the arrangements to make sure trunk power goes there and that it can be supported. And then they auction off the ability to set, to manage and maintain that charging station to the public. And to build out, manage, and maintain that charging station to the public, or they do like Petro Canada did originally and set up a network coast to coast to coast. Um, I'm kind of indifferent, but we definitely need the regulatory framework to make it all work together. Now you've got some provincial jurisdictions versus federal jurisdictions, and that all has to get worked out, but they really need to get onto it. Because we can't wait for them to figure it out after the fact, because you'll have a lot of unhappy people. In conclusion, this article certainly got people talking. It had 2,393 comments as of this recording. Um, the comments were varied. They were EV advocates, naysayers, uh ordinary people just asking questions and wondering how these things work and if EVs are right for them, if it's going to work out and all that. We need those comments. We need people to engage and be involved and think about these things and make sure that Canada, the provinces, and the industry all does the right thing in this rollout to the future. Well, that's it for this episode. Please be sure to like, share and subscribe and check out our show notes to find a link to ask your questions and submit your comments. We really do want to hear from you. Take care and thank you for listening to the Northern Electric Vehicle Experience.